I or call them today at 672-6644. Picked up by the Gators at the 35. Touchdown. Welcome to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF Steve Russell, and the Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. Inside the Huddle is brought to you by Crime Prevention Security Systems and Titan MRI. Now, let's head to the studio with Shane, Steve, and the HBC, Steve Spurrier, on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good morning, and welcome to our final Inside the Huddle of the 2020 college football season. Alongside the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Seth Harp is producing today. But uh, just like in television, you know, uh, we've been renewed for next year. So we're going to come back next year for year three. New, right. e- new episode coming new back? New episodes, yep, coming up uh, next fall. So uh, that's good. We've got to wait a long time. But a lot to talk about today, obviously. Um, coach, let me start with you. Um, you know, watching that game the other night. Um, you know, not a lot of pe- Vegas certainly didn't give the Gators much hope. But as you watch the game unfold, what do you see from the Florida perspective? Mm-hmm. Okay, just a reminder, wear your mask, everybody. we still got two or three months of it. And uh, hopefully this pandemic will be over. Well, obviously it was a shootout. Uh, we got behind way too much early, I guess, to uh, really catch up. Although 35-31 at one time, and we were right there in the ball game. Uh, but again, uh, it just didn't work out, uh, you know. We we lost by six, and we lost the other two games by three. And uh, so 12 points is the difference between us and uh, maybe winning them all. Somebody said we were one fumble and one thrown shoe and uh, one <laughs> possession away from uh, maybe 11-0. Uh, but uh, we got a good team, good team, and uh, hopefully we can beat uh, Oklahoma and finish up. And I think if we beat OU, we'll be in the top five in the country, Steve. I do too. Shanner? Yeah, I mean, it was a good year. I mean, I'll I, I be honest, Steve, we played better than I thought we would. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, I guess, when you're down 17 or 18, you know, we could have thrown in the towel, but these kids kept playing hard, mm-hmm. made plays, uh, you know, and, and we, you know, like Trash said in his interview, ran out of time. Uh, but I thought it was two, it was a really good mm-hmm. football game, mm-hmm. two really good offenses, six of the best players in America on each team. And uh, we had our chance, but it, it was mm-hmm. a good season. That's what I was getting ready to say. Those six players, of course, our three with Trask and Pitts and uh, Tony, and then their three guys all up for the Heisman, and our three could be up for the Heisman easily. I don't know if there's ever been a college game with six players of that greatness or whatever you want to call it on one field. That's, that's got to be a record, I think. Um, you know, a lot has been made, and if there's been any criticism about this team, guys, it's been about – the defense and you know I get it but coach when you came in the league and you started scoring a lot of points you know people were complaining there was no defense even back when you played or coached so as you see this now guys is it just the 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 offenses with you know RPOs and linemen being able to go down the field is that just changed the game are defenses that bad or are offenses that good yeah it's a different game than back in the early 90s uh, we still 50-50 50-50 run pass. Everybody felt that was the way to play. And now most of these teams are playing like it's a two-minute offense. We're throwing every down and occasionally sneak a run in and so forth. And they're throwing it down the field. 
So you're going to get uh, more possessions. The clock stops on incomplete passes, and it stops on first downs. So there's a lot more plays in all the games. So uh, you need to be able to score points, get touchdowns, not field goals. And, and those teams that can do that uh, certainly have the best chance. Now, on defense, what you got to do is, like Shane said last week, we can get three or four stops. Well, we didn't get any of the first half. No. <laughs> Second half, we got three maybe they punted three twice four. yeah they punted twice no we punted, points we punted twice quarter. and they punted twice <laughs> oh yeah yeah and uh, i thought we needed at least about four or five stops uh, through the course of the game might have been a little different but uh yeah our defense uh i think we we're actually fifth in the conference fifth the overall fifth? in total offense, the game yep. and uh yeah so uh uh, our defense, yeah, we could have played a little better here and there, but uh, those other teams are going to score some points. So uh, just sometimes you got to outscore them nowadays more than you did, I think, back in the early 90s. I think the biggest problem for defenses these days, I mean, you go back and you look, how many times was Alabama called for pass interference? You know, and they supposedly have the greatest defensive mind and some of the best players in America. Mm-hmm. We were called for pass interferences too, but that's why I think – even these defensive-minded head coaches who always said they were worried about throwing the football, they rather turn around and hand it off because it's safer. The only one bad thing can really happen to you when you throw it, and it's intercepted, and sometimes that's just as good as a punt. But playing defense is so hard because of pass interference. All right, let's do our play of the week, guys, brought to you by Campus USA Credit Union. Put some star power to work in your financial life with Campus USA Credit Union. Play of the week. Well, I'm not going to – my play of the week, I, I know Coach is going to draw it up, so I'm not going to take that one. Okay. Um, I'm going I'm to say the throwing catch to Grimes was my play of the week. Because uh, here, here's a prime example. Patrick Sertain II, or junior, whatever he is, had perfect coverage. But he, the ball was placed at a certain spot. Grimes goes up with his catch radius and then catches it and runs it in for a touchdown. It was great defense. It was just better offense. Yeah, I'll just take another one of our beautiful plays. Uh, Tony's goal route, as they call it. I mean, he got on top of the guy, got two steps on him, and Kyle hit him on the dead run. I mean, just so he draw it up, perfection. So uh, that was a perfect play, and we had a lot of them, uh, obviously. But uh, I guess we needed to score 53 instead of 46, and, and that's the way it turned out. Coach, I don't know if this is your play, but the pitch catch. No, that's not it. But that, okay. one, that was a damn good one, too. Wow. I mean, that's, that's, that's one another two. one of those where, mm-hmm. you know, you're watching it on TV or at the game, don't throw it, don't throw it. Why'd you throw it? Mm-hmm. Good throw and catch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Our guys uh, trash throws the ball. Back in our day, I'd tell a quarterback, he's covered. You can't throw it to him. Throw the dump, dump guy here. <laughs> but now it doesn't matter that they're covered or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now let's do question of the week brought to you by Davis Chevrolet, your premier North Central Florida dealer of Chevrolet, Mazda, and Cadillac. Uh, and as always, lots of questions for Steve and Shane. Let's get to them. Dora and Gainesville, Coach. Seemed like the whole year we couldn't tackle in the first half. Usually it was fine, but Bama scored on every drive in the first half. How could the team be so different before and after halftime? Oh, every team sort of like that. Did you watch the uh, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons this week? Uh, Tampa Bay was shut out first half, down 17 to nothing. And I don't even know if they ever punted the second half, scored 31 and, and won the game. Uh, but teams, uh, yeah, sometimes it can go completely different. Uh, 
I don't know the exact reason. You just play better, and the other guy doesn't play as well. It's the only, only way I can describe it. Well, sometimes you have to say, okay, their Jimmy is better than our Joe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of those dump-offs or those little angle routes that Najee Harris caught, I mean, God, you, the dude just made our guys miss and ran through tackles. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, you can sit here and say, we didn't tackle very well. Mm-hmm. You go try to tackle that guy. Najee. All right, uh, Samantha and Jacksonville. Our offense was incredible. Defense at times suspect. Did we waste the best offense we've had in years, or can Mullen and Brian Johnson do it again next year? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, we're going to lose Pitts and Tony. We know that. And uh, I guess Kyle Trask is leaving also. So it'll be some different guys. Uh, I certainly think we'll have a, a very good offense. I don't think the numbers will be like Kyle Trask put up this year. I agree 100%. It's going to be a totally different look on offense. Yeah, Grimes not there mm-hmm. either. Uh, Scotty in Sarasota. Seemed like mental mistakes and penalties cost us the game. How do you prepare players for a big game like that? Well, we've prepared all the games pretty much the same. Uh, the players know when it's a little bigger game and so forth and when to get a little more juiced up, I guess, uh, on their own. Uh, but all coaches try to emphasize every game. And uh, you sort of talk about if we can get to the – well, I always talked about if we get to the SEC championship game, that's the biggest game of the year. That's the biggest game of the year. And, uh, you know, I look back, Steve, on all those we won, and some guys had the game of their lives. Uh, Terry Dean, 93, he was the MVP. And I talked to him uh, last week, and I said, you know, I think that's the best game you had all four years here at Florida. And he said, well, I think it was probably – and then Danny Warfel in 96, we play Alabama. They had the number one pass defense in the country. He throws six touchdowns and uh, uh, 401 yards. That was, might have been his greatest game ever. He had a bunch of them. Uh, Shane in 91, uh, we beat Alabama 35 nothing here. And uh, that might have been close to one of his best ever. Uh, that was before the championship games. So, you know, I look back in those uh, five championships we won between 90 and 96. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, we won six in those seven years. Five times we had to beat Alabama to win it. Mm. <laughs> not Georgia, not Tennessee. And when, in 90, we thought we had to beat Georgia all the time to win it, but <laughs> the big dog in, at Alabama is the one you got to beat to win SECs. Speaking of that, Alabama is on a really good run right now, you know, having won a bunch of SEC championships. But uh, somebody else won a few SEC championships and had a similar streak, Coach Spurrier. Yeah, we got that run going in 90. Uh, Shane's uh, last two years, 90-91. Well, actually played 92 also. Uh, we lost the championship game, or else we would have had uh, seven in a row. Hit six out of seven right in that era. And then we had a little down spell. We, kept, we started losing that one game and, and won one in 2000. Uh, but all of our teams, all 12 teams, uh, the thing I'm most proud of, every one of them, we're in the hunt to win the division and, and to win the SEC. It didn't work out a few years uh, like it didn't work out this year for our guys. Uh, but uh, we, we were in the hunt and had a shot at it. And hopefully uh, next year or the year after, uh, maybe Alabama, something can happen. But they've already got the number one recruiting class again. So we got to just play extremely well. And if we do that, we can beat those guys. Jason in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, Ole Miss played a great game against LSU. They lost, but it feels like the Lane Cranes full speed head in Oxford. Can Kiffin make some noise in the West? Uh, look, I like Lane. I love – I think he's perfect for Ole Miss. 
they're going to win five or six games every year, in my opinion. Uh, it'll be fun to watch because he goes for it on fourth down, no matter where he is in the field, fourth and seven. Uh, there, it's almost like there's no pressure coaching there because you're not expected to win those games. And it's kind of like Corral plays the same way. I'm just going to sling it. I'll throw five or six interceptions. Wow. We just yeah, keep playing. Like the other day. I love yeah. the way he plays. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I think Lane's perfect there, but I think I don't think they're gonna. They're not going to be one of the top four teams over there. Well, it depends if he can recruit defensive guys. Well, yes, yeah, they be, don't have any of those. I, I, I think <laughs> they'll they'll score points, and uh, I mean their guys couldn't tackle against LSU. They, uh, the last touchdown, the LSU receiver caught it. It looked like about a 15-yard gain, and about three of them just sort of waved at him as he went into the end zone. And and actually, Ole Miss had a chance, but uh, LSU stopped him that last drive. Antoine, good question here. Seemed like Bama had the ball forever while Florida was scoring in a hurry. Can you game plan for time of possession? Are there trade-offs for being fast on offense as opposed to grinding a defense down? Well, I mean, you, you try to score. Mm-hmm. There's no question. I mean, if you look at Texas A&M, who I believe should be in the 14 playoff, mm-hmm. they don't have that sexy style of play. You look at – they win by, what, 20, 23 points or whatever it was against Tennessee. They had like 46 minutes time of possession to 14 for Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, the eye test doesn't tell you they're sexy. So, I, you know, I don't know. I mean – you want to try to score every time you touch it, touch it, whether it's one play or 15 plays. Yeah, I don't know of any coach that has a problem with scoring on two plays. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people were giving Coach Mullen a lot of crap there at the end of the half. We scored too quickly, which in hindsight, yes. But you get stuffed, you get stuffed, you, get, you fumble, you miss, you know, you get stopped three times. You try to kick a field goal. You miss. You just never know. You try to score when you can't. Yeah, you did, we just had him score on first down, uh, first down, and Trash ran it up in there. Uh, you think well, it might take two or three shots up in there, uh, but we had him score a little quickly there. Uh, but on the other side, hey, maybe we can stop him. You know, we hadn't stopped him yet. We're due for a stop, <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe we get a stop and turn around and score uh, at the end of the half. But still. Uh, yeah, that's just the way it happened. You, you, you can't just give up a couple of plays. Uh, you got to try to score uh, from the two when you can. Obviously, we that, that's another play that cost us against LSU. You know, we kicked that field goal, got it on about the one and a half, and tried to run it in. And I wish we'd run that play with Trask, with the lead blocker, uh, like we did the other night. That seems to be the best uh, goal line play for us. All right, we've got a lot of questions. we got to get through these. Braden and Jacksonville, are there moral victories in football? Uh, I almost feel worse about the LSU loss. Uh, no, I mean, our kids expected to win that game. And, you know, I think the fans, including myself, thought, you know, we had no chance to get, we were going to get blown out, especially when you're down 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just shows you, you know, the leadership from the seniors, Trask mm-hmm. and the rest of those guys, the coaches hung in there. And, I mean, gosh, we shut Alabama out in the third quarter. They didn't score a point. Yeah. yeah. Monica and Crescent Beach. Possible. Uh, maybe it's wishful thinking. Sound like Trask was planning on coming back in his post game speech. If you were him, what would you do? How hard is the decision? Well, I don't know. I wasn't. I've never been in that situation to make that decision. Uh, <laughs> I think when you look at what he's done this year statistically, uh, you know, they talk about you know you're a hot quarterback. Will you, you know? Can you increase your status for the draft? 
he probably looks at the big picture and says, okay, I'm losing my top three receivers. Because let's be honest, mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts makes you look really good. So does Tony. And, and you know, he, he made good throws. Uh, not that we don't have good receivers coming back, but those, those two were elite. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know Coach has said it many times. Do you want to go sit on the bench in the NFL somewhere or do you want to play? Mm-hmm. I'd love for him to come back, but I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mentioned a week or so ago, uh, he's got to do what he thinks is best. Obviously, uh, I don't think anybody can advise him, just like when Emmett Smith was here and he was, uh, Coach, should I come back or what? And I said, Emmett, you got to do what's best for you. I can't, obviously, we'd like for you to come back, but uh, you got to make your own decision. If he came back and got hurt, then that, oh man, that was stupid. So, and, and Emmett did the right thing and, and went pro. So, Kyle Trask is a little bit in that situation. He can come back and play. Uh, personally, uh, if, if it was me, I think I'd, I'd want to come back and play because I know I got another year of college football guaranteed. Uh, I can go pro, uh, you know, after that, hopefully, and, uh, and, and last as long as I can last in the NFL. But you only got one more chance to enjoy college football. Now, that's me, though. But I, I wouldn't I'd tell Kyle Trash, you got to do what you think is best for your own situation. Dewey and Hawthorne, Gators had trouble between the whistles, in between whistles. Slayton was seen yelling at both Alabama and Gator players. What can the Gators do about that? Is there any problem with discipline on the team? I don't see a whole lot of it. Every now and then, yeah, one of the guys yells and, you know, every now and then a guy throws a shoe that he shouldn't have, obviously, and uh, now I don't. I don't think it's uh, anything big, big serious. I, you know, I wish. Yeah, I wish guys didn't yell at each other too much. Although, you know, I remember some of our guys yelling at each other, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, I'd yell at them, and they'd yell back. That's okay. I don't mind. Uh, you know, when when the yelling's over, we're still on the same team. You know, something like that. So uh, I, I don't see it as a big problem. Monty and Gainesville, if you had told me last year Tony was going to be our third best player, I would have been called. I would have called you crazy. Mm-hmm. Easily the most improved player. What do you think his NFL prospects are? I agree 100% with what he said. Uh, you know, the NFL, it's all about getting on the right team to utilize mm-hmm. his ability. Um, he's extremely quick. We all know that. I don't know what his straight line speed is, but I, I think he's a, a return guy. You know, he's going to have to play special teams probably early in his career, but – if he gets on the right in the right system, I think he can play. Kansas a while. City, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he he looks like some of those Kansas City receivers. Yeah, yeah, he he's got a big time career in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and last couple here, uh, Colin and Charleston. Uh, do you think if we'd have beaten LSU, even losing to Bama by six, we'd have made the Final Four? Probably not. The way this committee works, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not, but. Uh, you know, I did the uh, – if they did the, the uh, point deal like the Sagarin used to have his poll, you know, based purely on points, everybody scores in games. Uh, we lost three games by 12 points. Uh, A&M lost one by 28, and Notre Dame lost their one by 24 the other night. And we, we only lost three by 12. So if you put the points on there and all this, that, and the other – and I, I think we'd be favored against Notre Dame and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Last two. I don't know. <laughs> Last two. Will Grantham stay as our D.C., Clifford and Charlotte? I think he will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he will be also. Hey, I understand the fans uh, uh, don't think our defense played very well and wasn't as good as normal. Uh, but we're still fifth in the conference with an offense that scores real quickly. 
So we, we had a lot of times to go out there and, and, uh, and try to stop people. Couldn't get to all of these, but uh, we got the vast majority of them in. So thank you all season long for getting the questions to uh, Coach Spurrier and to Shane, and we thank you for doing that. Uh, and, again, we, we, got, we always try to get the majority in. Uh, I'll get one more in here, um, and I think it's the last one. Uh, Don in Lake City. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Florida mishandle the clock at the end of the first half? Thought we left too much time for Mac Jones, made us pay for it. Well, we talked about it a few minutes ago. Yeah. You know, as, as a coach, and Coach can tell you that, uh, you, you want to score. You want to make sure you score. And they had a play call that, gosh, you know, in hindsight, maybe you wish that play wouldn't have worked. <laughs> yeah. And then you score well, on second say, down. Yeah. Yeah, might say some points, and we've been real good about getting the last score at the end of the first half. But uh, as it worked out, uh, we we scored a little too quickly. Uh, if he had to do over again, I think he'd probably do the same thing, and, and so forth. All right, we're going to get a call uh, on our Campus USA call-in line. It's going to be from Box and Jim. Jim, hello. Uh, good morning, and. Uh... First of all, let me wish the three of you, your families and your staff there, a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you. And it's just a shame uh, this year, and I, I love Coach Mullen. I'm glad that he was the coach following McElwain. And uh, he's put together such a good offense this year, just an outstanding offense, that the defense had to be uh, the type of defense they were they would be where Alabama's at right now, undefeated in uh, SEC challenge. But uh, I don't know now. Next year, if Kyle Trask comes back, I, I certainly I know he has a year left uh, eligibility. But uh, what? Uh, how will uh, what would how will that affect Emory Jones? Does Emory Jones have only one more year or two? He's got more than one. Emory is a red okay. shirt sophomore right now, so which really means nothing. Right, plus so another year. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> He's got plenty of years left. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to wait and see how all that plays out. If Kyle leaves or stays, and we'll know that, I guess, right after the bowl game. I see that uh, uh, Pitts is going to the – he said he's going to the NFL and he's not going to play in the uh, Cotton Bowl, which that's very disappointing to me. And now, personally, this is just the way I see it, gentlemen. And he's a little bit selfish there, and uh, you know, not playing, not helping the team. And he's jumping to the NFL. And I've never been a big fan of uh, any college player going to NFL until they've exhausted four years of eligibility. So, well, you're an old I'm dude because <laughs> that, that happens. Well, they, they still say he's got some injuries. I'm not sure what it is that uh, has bothered him the last two, two three weeks or whatever. And uh, it just, it's smart not to risk injury in the situation he's in. So everybody's sort of in a different situation when it comes to playing that bowl game. Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. And when I coached at South Carolina, winning the bowl game was the biggest game of the year because we had a chance uh, – uh, those three years that we won the bowl game, we won 11 games and finished in the top 10 in the country for the only three times ever in school history. That's how important. And we never had a player to even think about skipping the bowl game because, man, we got, we're playing for a memory of a lifetime, top 10 in the nation. And for some reason, nobody talks about the top 10. They hardly even talk about conference championships. No. It's all this make the playoffs, national champ. Yeah. There's one team that's going to make that. Yeah, and there's how many conferences? Five Power Fives, a whole bunch of other ones. I, I just think talk about yeah, what you got a chance to right. achieve, Jim. I got to let you go, and that's conference Thank champ. You. 
<laughs> yep. Thank you, Jim, for your call. Take a break. Come back. Much more inside the huddle. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage. You can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pot Up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. Hey, Gator Nation, I'm here with Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I heard some great news that Meldon Law is the official community partner of the Florida Gators. Actually, we're the only official community partner of the Florida Gators. Well, that is some great news. Meldon Law, the only official law firm community partner of the Florida Gators, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Fort Lauderdale. Meldon Law, where you matter most. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home? No matter what phase of real estate you find yourself in, you can trust Doreen Weeby at Coldwell Banker MM Parish Realtors. Even in this unique time we find ourselves in, Doreen will do whatever it takes to get you where you need to be with virtual tours, digital closings at clients' request. Whether you're moving in or out, Doreen Weeby will provide you with fast, friendly, and reliable service that she has built her reputation on. It's no surprise that Doreen won Best Real Estate Agent in the Gainesville's People's Choice Awards. Gainesville, Alachua, Newberry, and all of Alachua County trust the best. Call Doreen Weeby today at 352-562-1411 or visit her online at yourdreamscomehome.com. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and Sunday Night Football, the NFL in primetime lives right here. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. 
Worry less with crime prevention security systems by preventing package theft with their doorbell camera. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right, let's do our Team of the Week, guys. Brought to you by Celebration Point, future home of Sprayers, Gridiron Grill, Celebration Point, where Gators come to celebrate. Shane, your Team of the Week. Uh, I'm going to give it to Texas A&M. Uh, they went on on the road on, and did their business and their style. You know, Jimbo could have run the score up. They had the ball there on, like, the three-yard line to end the game. But uh, A&M had a heck of a year. Uh, mm. Their only loss was a blowout loss to to Alabama. Mm. But my Team of the Week would be A&M. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Coach? Okay, my uh... – Team of the week, or mm-hmm. team of the week, team of the week. Okay, uh, my team of the week. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Alabama. Now we all know they got the best players in the country. They got three guys up for the Heisman, but they uh, they play with a good attitude. They don't do stupid things. They don't get cheap penalties, and they, those guys have fun playing. You notice when they come on the sidelines, Najee and those guys, they got a smile on their face, and they're, they're, they they enjoy playing the game, and. Uh, They've got tradition there that, that carries on. And uh, and Saban's going to be my coach of the week because he, he's a big part of the attitude and the enthusiasm. And the guys all like each other. It's a, You know, it's a team. And we, we got that also. Uh, but they've got it extremely well for a, a group of guys that are, are, are the best in the country. So, you know, when you watch a team with good attitude, uh, that that's Alabama. And the head coach is responsible for attitude. Army. Mm-hmm. Team of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, because they won the way they did at the very end there. And there was a 10-7 offensive <laughs> juggernaut game that they won. And then they didn't get to a bowl game. They're, they're, but they are now. They are now. But oh. South Carolina with two wins, Mississippi State, all these teams going to bowl games. Army wasn't going. And ironically, they're going to replace an SEC team in Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl. So that's uh, team of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now coach of the week. Well, brought to you by me, Appalachian Cafe, best Cuban food in Gator Country. Coach has Nick Saban. Who you got? Uh, it's my guy. I had the same guy last week, and I already forgot his name. The head coach at San Jose State. They win their conference championship. Brent Brennan. Yes. Brent and, Brennan. And, you know, they, they basically destroyed Boise in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their quarterback is Nick Starkle, who started his career at A&M, yep. then transferred to Arkansas, and now is playing for San Jose and uh, – I just think it's a great story out there because, you know, they had to move their whole operations because of the COVID in the state of California, and uh, they're Mountain West champs. Yeah. My, my coach of the – I would have several coaches of the week uh, in this regard. It's very rare when you get a coach who coaches at a smaller school who decides to stay when you get a bigger offer. Billy Napier's done that. I'm just using him as an example, Okay. Apparently Auburn had high interest in him, and through the school they released a statement that he was going to stay. And that's not, you know, a glamour school, but he decided to stay there. So for just for that reason, you don't see that very often. He is my coach of the week. Steve, said, are you sure these guys got offers? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what, what's been reported well, that way. See, when a coach knows he's not going to get the job, he pulls out of it a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. So I – just wanted to remind people that he may have been offered. I don't know. That's been so, what's reported. Well, what's, what's also know. been reported, Coach. I believe, if I read it correctly, because you know Bill Clark, who they just won the uh-huh. Conference USA Championship at UAB, he was offered the job. But from what the word is, is that whether it's boosters, front office people at Auburn are trying to tell these coaches they have to keep certain coaches on staff, mm-hmm. and I think that may be rubbing people the wrong way. 
Well, it could be. I just uh, that's just what's been reported yeah. as well. Yeah. It could be right. Coach, there you're also. right though. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. right when you say that because if a coach interviews and talks with him and he feels like he's not going to get it, he pulls out early. Yeah, which is a smart thing to do. It is. But, but it. But, but, but I want to ask you this, Coach. Mm-hmm. Has any of the jobs that you had did they tell you you have to keep the linebacker coach or you got to mm-hmm. keep this guy on your staff? I mean, no. a lot of times you interview them and you may keep them, but you know. They shouldn't be telling somebody who they have to keep. No, I wasn't told to. I I wanted to try to keep a couple guys, right. which I did just about everywhere. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Much more to come inside the huddle. We've got a lot to go over. This is our last show of the of the season. Mm-hmm. want to get these guys' opinions on the playoff, and uh, will it expand, all that. Mm-hmm. Much more to come. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. Levántate con el mejor café cubana y comida cubana norte de Wake up to the best Cuban food and coffee north of Miami with Miapa Latin Cafe. Their breakfast sandwiches and arepas are made using the most authentic ingredients. Enjoy Cuban classics like ropa vieja and arroz con pollo. With great food, affordable prices, and friendly service from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day, you can't beat the Miapa way. Visit them at either of their locations in Gainesville and Alachua. Miapa Latin Cafe, a proud supporter of the Florida Gators. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. Hey, Gator Nation, I'm here with Jeffrey Meldon of Meldon Law. Jeffrey, I heard some great news that Meldon Law is the official community partner of the Florida Gators. Actually, we're the only official community partner of the Florida Gators. Well, that is some great news. Meldon Law, the only official law firm community partner of the Florida Gators, with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Fort Lauderdale. Meldon Law, where you matter most. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, My IT Masters is your one-stop shop serving the greater Gainesville area for all your technology needs. So you can focus on business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, nobody does IT like the master. We're proud to be your home for Gator women's basketball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. You'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI imaging center in town. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. 
Welcome back to Inside the Huddle. Uh, we have we got we have to make these calls quick here, okay? Uh, on our Campus USA call-in line, John. Hello. Yeah. Good afternoon, guys, or good morning. Um, I want to wish you all a merry Christmas and happy New Year. But uh, my question is to uh, Coach Spur. Um, with Kyle Pitts going in the NFL, is there anybody that you compare him to in the NFL? I've heard rumors that he looks like the uh, kid from the Raiders, Wallman. And then also uh, for for Tony, where do you where do you see him? What round, and uh, who do you compare him to? I would compare him a little bit to Tom Brady, although he probably <laughs> runs better than Brady. He can run well, but he stands in the pocket and uh, throws a beautiful pass. And, no, I'm talking uh, about Kyle. I'm sorry, Kyle Pitts. I thought you said Kyle Trask. No, he said Pitts. I'm, I, I'm oh, my Pitts. bad. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. Maybe he did say he, he, he meant Pitts. On, oh, yeah. he meant Pitts. Oh, I didn't know you meant Pitts. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't know who to compare him to. Maybe that Kansas City tight end, uh, although I think Pitts may be a little faster than him. But uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts is a unique uh, combination wide receiver and tight end, and uh, uh, the guy at Kansas City, what's his Kelsey, name? Kelsey, 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 yeah. Kelsey, uh, right? I, I would say they're they're a little bit similar. And what about Tony? Yeah, Tony looks like those Kansas City wide receivers, and uh, Antonio Brown's now with uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, but I think Tony may be a little. Got more jukes than almost anybody. He, he's 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 in his own league with quickness. One on one, I don't see how any DB can can tackle him if he's got some space. So uh, he he's got a big time career wherever he goes. I got you. You guys have a merry Christmas. Talk John, to same to you. Thank you. And uh, John, number two. John, welcome inside hey. the huddle. Hey guys, coach. Hey coach. Who who do you think is in line when Saban retires? Who do you think they're going to go after? I don't think they're worried about it, and I don't know if anybody else is worried about it. Uh, I think he's got several more years. Uh, I said as long as they keep having the number one recruiting class in America, he can go another 10 years if he wants to, and, and they've got a nice setup there. Uh, I don't think it's too straining and stressful on him, and uh, I think he's got a lot of years left. Wow. Is he, what, is he in his 70s yet? I think he's 69, I, I heard him say the other day. Uh, but he's in good health. Uh, he shook off the COVID uh, nicely. So hey, I think he's got a lot more years. And, and really, he, he loves doing this right here. And uh, so he'll go as long as he can, I really believe. Yeah, I I, um, I understand. And I would compare Tony to Peter Warwick, probably. Mm -hmm. Both shifty, but not super fast in a straight line. Uh, anyways, okay. thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you, John. Let's do our top four teams brought to you by Gators Dockside, where Gators go for good food and good times with more TVs than anybody. You can always catch the game at Gators Dockside. Mm -hmm. Let's change this. We all know what the top four teams are. Who would be y'all's top four teams? Well, obviously Alabama one. I was going to have uh, Clemson two, and I was going to put A&M at three, and four put Notre Dame. And the only reason I was going to leave Ohio State out is I just – the whole big t the, the eye test to me is what the committee's going on. They have not looked good to me this year at all, and um, I think A and M deserved to be in there. So that's who I would have put in. I almost would follow the exact same thing right there between Ohio State and Notre Dame. I, I guess Notre Dame was a little bit better. I thought to stay in, but let me ask you this, Steve Russell: yes, If sir. somebody last year at this time would tell you Ohio State, their two biggest wins of the season were against Indiana and Northwestern, 
what would you say? They wouldn't be in. The uh, head of the committee over there was saying, hey, they beat two top 15 teams, Indiana and Northwestern. Northwestern, now I admire what they have achieved this year, just to get to the championship games, unbelievable. But if you look at their guys, they, they look a little bit like Vandy of the SEC and Duke of the ACC, you know? They, they don't have any four and five stars. But, boy, they play their hearts out. And if they'd hit a couple of touchdown passes, they threw two interceptions in, in the end zone of Ohio State. They had a chance to beat them. So, Ohio State, they have not had a good year. Uh, but yet they are Ohio State, and they did win all their games. And the committee uh, obviously likes them. Yeah, I thought A&M would jump in there somewhere, but uh, it didn't work out. I, th- I thought I saw a stat that A and M is the first SEC team with one loss not mm-hmm. to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, mm-hmm. chalk talk time with Coach. Okay. Brought to you by Meldon Law mm-hmm. with over forty years of experience. Meldon Law, where you matter most. Take it away, Coach. Okay, we're going to draw up that play where Devontae Smith was wide open uh, for Alabama uh, in the championship game. <clears throat> Okay, uh, first thing, uh, Alabama made the call. Here, here's Devontae, and they got, they got the right coverage they're looking for. We, we were sitting in it. So here's the pattern. This guy goes and covers him. This is called quarters coverage. It's sort of a man-to-man over here on this side. And over here, they'll go in and out. If this guy hits the flat, then they got two guys covering him. But if he comes in here like this, but he just sort of stays over here, and they, they go in and out on that guy. So the linebackers, I guess, are supposed to sort of get this. But they're sort of going like this. you got a guy coming over here, so that, that keeps him out of it. And here goes Devontae. He comes in here like this, and he just takes a beeline up here. And uh, I don't guess anybody was in 10, 15 yards of him. So when, when, when somebody's wide open like that and nobody's at fault, that's when – the guy called the right play to right time. So uh, now, how do you stop this play? Well, you don't play this coverage right here. Try to play another coverage and uh, get back there. But uh, they had the right play on at the right coverage, and they got an easy touchdown. Love when he does that. We'll take a break. Come back. Our chalk talk, by the way, brought to you by Meldon Law with over 40 years of experience. Much more to come inside the huddle. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. Everybody out there listening has a great understanding of sports, and that means we all know that injuries are inevitable, and they can sometimes cause lots of stress in our lives. So that's why Titan MRI wants to make the process of finding out what's wrong as easy as possible. Their entire mindset is helping you get better, and they'll even have your scan read same day. Located right in the heart of Gainesville off of Newberry Road, access is awesome. No long walks from a parking garage. You can just walk right in and smile, knowing that Joe and the crew at Titan MRI are going to get you all fixed. Hi, this is Steve Spurrier here, and I have some wonderful news for the Gator Nation. Our new restaurant, Spurrier's, is opening at Celebration Point. Spurrier's is going to be a restaurant to come to celebrate Gator victories, anniversaries, birthdays, whatever. There's no better place than Celebration Point in Gainesville. Spurrier's going to be a -a one-of-a-kind restaurant with an exciting atmosphere and wonderful food. I'll see you at Celebration Point, where the Gators come to celebrate. 
Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home? No matter what phase of real estate you find yourself in, you can trust Doreen Weeby at Coldwell Banker MM Parish Realtors. Even in this unique time we find ourselves in, Doreen will do whatever it takes to get you where you need to be with virtual tours and digital closings at clients' request. Whether you're moving in or out, Doreen Weeby will provide you with fast, friendly, and reliable service that she has built her reputation on. It's no surprise that Doreen won Best Real Estate Agent in the Gainesville's People's Choice Awards. Gainesville, Alachua, Newberry, and all of Alachua County trust the best. Call Doreen Weeby today at 352-562-1411 or visit her online at yourdreamscomehome.com. When it comes to info technology, things change fast. That's why we're here. From servers to cybersecurity, My IT Masters is your one-stop shop serving the greater Gainesville area for all your technology needs. So you can focus on business, not IT. Our professional staff handles all your network monitoring to make sure you stay connected wherever, whenever. And with service plans based on flat monthly fees, you'll get customized service and support for one affordable price. Small or large business, nobody does IT like the master. Hi, I'm Coach Steve Spurrier, and I am a member of the Campus USA Credit Union. The Gator Nation has been counting on Campus USA Credit Union for over 80 years. Campus supports the Gators and our community. Campus membership is open to all UF students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Come see why over 100,000 members, like me, count on Campus USA Credit Union. So put some star power to work in your financial life. Visit CampusCU.com and join today. On Jay Will and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And anywhere in the world. Connect more with crime prevention security systems and easily view cameras at your home or business. Contact them today at cpss.net. All right, we're wrapping it up here uh, in our final show. But don't forget, uh, we've been renewed for another year next year. The gang is all going to come back, and I'm really happy for that. Now time for Games to Look For, brought to you by My IT Masters, your one-stop shop for your business's technology solutions, from voice over IP to cybersecurity. Nobody does IT like the master. I guess we can talk Florida-Oklahoma here or, you know, some games you're looking forward to as far as bowls are concerned. The one that sticks out to me, Liberty and Coastal Carolina in a bowl game. That should be a good game. It should be. Uh, you know, two two programs, smaller programs that are uh, have done a phenomenal job this year. Uh, I can't wait to watch that one. Yeah, I tell you what, Liberty I think just has one loss, mm-hmm. and their kid uh, missed a field goal after hitting about a fifty-something yarder in that one game to win it. Uh, but anyway, uh, I forgot one other thing: how you stop that pass pattern up there? It's called pass rush. You know, <laughs> pass <laughs> yeah. rush erases all ills and woes by the secondary. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I mean, Alabama's got big, strong offensive line, and, and our guys put decent pressure on. I think pretty much throughout the game. 
Coach, I, I want to ask both of you this because mm-hmm. you, you kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, look, I understand why college football, college football fans are focused on who makes the playoff because the playoff is the ultimate thing. It used to be, Coach, in your day, uh, the Sugar Bowl was always aligned with the SEC mm-hmm. if you won the championship. But now, sometimes if you go to the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, it's almost an afterthought. I, I, that as an old school guy, mm-hmm. those those were big bowl games to go mm-hmm. to, and now it's like, okay, we're going. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's the way of the world now, and it it does it stinks because mm. you know I mean these kids are now it's different this year. Normally you go out there a week in advance out in Dallas and enjoy all the festivities. They're going to be flying the day before the game and playing it. Yeah. Uh, but the Cotton Bowl is a big game. Uh, you know, it's no different than playing in the Orange Bowl like we did last year. Uh, but but you're right. It's all about the 14 playoff now. And, and that's why I think they need to expand the playoffs so all the major bowls are a part of it. And I think that would just be a lot better for college football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know what? To tell you the truth, uh, in 96, Steve, uh, they didn't have any kind of deal. Right, uh, SEC champion went to the Sugar Bowl, and the ACC champion went to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Sugar Bowl had to deal with both conferences. Right, so we gave both you guys. Yeah, and, and then I think one or two years later, they started saying we're, we're going to put one and two together at some bowl game. Yeah. one and two. So uh, we were certainly not in the one and two in '96. We were the SEC champ, and we got to play FSU again. If they'd had that other system, Arizona State would have played FSU for the national championship. They were the only two undefeated teams in the country. So we were blessed. We were fortunate. Arizona State lost Ohio State, and all we had to do was beat Seminoles in New Orleans, and uh, our guys were certainly ready for that one. That was that 52-20 to 20 game. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we count our blessings all the time uh, for that national championship because the rules happened to favor us uh, that year. We'll take a break, come back, wrap up inside the huddle for today and for the year. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Crime Prevention Security Systems has provided security and life safety to families and businesses in Gainesville and surrounding areas since 1975. Their mobile app makes security and home automation easy to use and affordable. With fast access to lighting control, doorbell cameras, and thermostats, crime prevention and security, and so much more. Contact them today, 352-376-1499 or cpss.net. The best new cars make the best used cars. That's why at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, our buyers search all over Florida for only the cleanest, later model, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Shop the area's largest pre-owned selection with prices starting at just $99.95. Plus, Davis Gainesville Chevy has finance plans for everyone. Get a fully inspected, like new car or truck today for a fraction of the new car price at Davis Gainesville Chevrolet, North Main Street, online at GainesvilleChevy.com. See dealer for complete details. Leave the hustle and bustle behind and take a break with Miapa Latin Cafe. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They use only the freshest ingredients to create classics like Cuban sandwiches, arepas, lechon asado, and café con leche. And beat the heat by trying it on ice during Miapa's daily half-off iced coffee happy hour from 2 until 5 p.m. Relax on the patio at their Gainesville or Alachua locations and enjoy life the Miapa way. Miapa Latin Cafe. Good Cuban food served with a smile. 
Gators Dockside is your Gators Sports Headquarters. We've got the most games on the most screens, including our three huge projector screens. So rep your orange and blue, bring your friends, and join us for the best wings in town as chosen by the Gainesville Suns People's Choice Awards. We're also serving up mouth-watering burgers, sandwiches, and salads. And don't forget about our daily two-for-one specials on select drafts, house wine, and liquor. Make Dockside your Gator Sports Headquarters and never miss a minute of the action. See you at Gators. This is Shane Matthews. Thank you for listening to Inside the Huddle with myself, Steve Russell, and the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. For more Gator insight, interviews with Gator greats, and a wide range of sports media, make sure you check out my podcast, Pot Up with Matthews in the Morning. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or watch live on Facebook and YouTube, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pot Up with Shane Matthews in the mornings from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., Monday through Fridays. He's a Gator legend. The WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Inside the Huddle with Shane Matthews, Steve Russell, and Steve Spurrier continues right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem, and Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. So call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. All right, welcome back as we wrap up Inside the Huddle. Uh, again, we are going to be back next year, and let's, God willing, let's hope next year, fellas, is going to be, you know, I, I'm never going to gripe about normal again, <laughs> ever, because uh, let's hope it's going to be somewhat normal here. Let's look ahead to Oklahoma a little bit. Good matchup, Cotton Bowl game. You know, they all they score a lot of points, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Big 12 has always been known as a league that didn't really play, you know, a whole lot of defense. They've gotten a little bit better on defense. I, I kind of like this matchup. Should be fun. It's going to be a tough task. I think Lincoln Riley's a great play caller. Spencer Rattler's gotten better. Uh, he's going to cause some problems. I did see where a couple of Oklahoma starting DBs have opted out, so uh, maybe that favors the Gators. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, Steve, I want to congratulate our Gator team this year, the coaching staff and players. I think it's the best team say since maybe 2009 uh tebow's last year we lost the sec game that year and, and i think that team still went 13 and one which is pretty doggone good uh but for our guys we, we were close to that big year and uh, we beat georgia won the division first time in a while and uh, came up just a little short in the championship game uh, but our, our guys are to be congratulated on a really good year uh, obviously we want something bigger in the future Let's look ahead, big picture. Given what's happened this year, Coach, I'm right with you in your thinking about expanding, putting the conference champions in, and then, you know, some at large. But I don't think the committee is going to change this anytime soon. Do you think what's happened this year will change their thinking at all? Well, Coach and I do a show with Terry Norvell, and his his idea I've been thinking about a lot is where television can maybe make the committee change, where you have the Cotton Bowl, the Rose Bowl, the 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 the, the, the big bowls that people want to tune into. If the games don't mean anything, so let's take for example, let's say uh, Florida was playing Oklahoma in a Cotton Bowl. A lot of people watch the Cotton Bowl. If Kyle Trask were to opt out, and let's say Spencer Rattler was a 
you know, a senior, where he opted out, there go a lot of your viewers. So if you make all those big bowl games mean something by putting them in the playoff uh, and TV saying, hey, we want people watching our bowl game, maybe that makes the committee change. Yeah, I agree. I think that would emphasize all these bowl games if, if we want to make them important. Uh, but but nowadays, uh, people, uh, yeah, they, it's not a big deal to win that last game of the year, whereas it used to be a pretty big deal for the whole offseason, you know, if you win the bowl game. But uh, it seems to change now when, when all these players are opting out. What, four or five Georgia players you said have opted five out? Five seniors. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I don't know. So if there was a eighteen, we got to have an eighteen playoff. That's what you got to do. Everybody can't keep watching Alabama and Clemson, and Ohio State, and maybe one other different guy occasionally. LSU jumped in there last year, uh, but the way the recruiting rankings go, those three dudes are going to be there. Those teams every year. So at least we have eight, five conference champs. Pick three of the other guys. Cincinnati ought to be in there. Maybe Liberty or Coastal. Gosh, that would be fun watching those guys play the big guys. Uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> Wait and see if it changes. You know what? I said this, what I said yesterday, Shane, after you left, was if television doesn't get ratings, mm-hmm. they're going to gripe, and that will change things. Mm-hmm. Guys, thank you for a terrific year. You always make this fun for me. Merry Christmas to you both. And, uh, Seth, thanks for producing Yeah, Merry today. Christmas to all the Gators out there. Stay safe. Yep. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right. you. And uh, don't forget Dan Patrick coming up next, then Sports Scene at Noon. I'm Steve Russell. See you later. If you are involved in a legal dispute and are not sure of your options, call the law offices of Anajar and Levine at 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. And take back control of your life. Office in Quinto. Worry less and connect more with crime prevention security systems. View cameras at your home or business or prevent package theft with their doorbell camera. Crime Prevention provides security and life safety with affordable packages and an easy-to-use app that gives mobile control of your home or business. Get a text notification when the kids get home from school or be notified if you forgot to set the alarm when you left. You can even get a notification if you didn't close the garage door. For home or office, Crime Prevention can do it all. Contact your local team at Crime Prevention Security Systems, winners of the Best of the Best in Gainesville and the Ethics and Business Award. Trust the team at Crime Prevention to secure your home, family, and business. They're large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Thanks for listening to Inside the Huddle with former Gator QB Shane Matthews, WRUF's Steve Russell, and Hall of Famer, the head ball coach, Steve Spurrier. If you'd like to ask Coach a question, email your questions to questions at insidethehuddlehbc.com. Podcasts are available at WRUF.com, the WRUF app, and anywhere you get your podcasts. 
Inside the Huddle is paid for by Weeby Marketing and produced by the University of Florida's ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Next to 405 Eastern. WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. The best time of the year on the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on holidays. But what is any day, really, without the Dan Patrick Show? Available daily on Peacock or on the Dan Patrick Show podcast. The award-winning Dan Patrick Show. So don't miss a show. Don't miss a moment. Download it today. It's free. Someday when Jets fans are watching Trevor Lawrence throw touchdown passes for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to look back to December 20th of 2020 and wonder what could have been. The Jets get their first win of the season. Yep, I'm starting that way. (laughs) Welcome to a Christmas week edition of the Dan Patrick Show. Have you watched the Jets, Trevor? I haven't really, honestly. I'll be, that, that'll get here when, it, when it's here. Just trying to focus now on, on being great where I'm at. Bringing you the biggest guests and best interviews. If you were Trevor, would you rather go to the Jets or the Jags? Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. The Jaguars probably have a little bit more in place as far as talent on the offensive side of the ball and even some young talent on the defensive side of the ball. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Check in with Nick Wright, the always opinionated Nick Wright on loan from First Things First on Fox Sports. You know, the Jets draft situation is now really interesting because it was predictable when they were not going to win a game because they were going to take Trevor Lawrence. Now, all of a sudden, they'll sit there at the number two spot because the Bengals won last night. Therefore, the Jets can't lose the second spot. So the Jets are now looking at this and going, all right, we drafted a tackle last year. Now what do we draft? What do we need? Well, basically everything. You know, Maybe a, a running back who's in his 20s might help, but you have a sitting on. I wouldn't take a running back at number two overall, but I would be trading out of that. And if you can't get Trevor Lawrence, I would really think long and hard about, do I want to take Zach Wilson at BYU? Do I want to take Trey Lance from North Dakota State? Uh, Kyle Trask in there, Justin Fields in there. I would think long and hard about that if I'm the Jets. Have you seen what Sam Darnold can truly be? And I don't think you have. I think we've seen moments there. But given the uh, situation there, the circumstances, it's pretty hard to achieve any kind of success, anything consistent with that Jets team. But the Jets, when they're on the clock, if they stay there at number two, boy, is that fascinating. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Bowl games coming up. It's Tulane, Nevada, Central Florida, BYU. Army is going to play in the Liberty Bowl against West Virginia. Tonight, Warriors, Nets, Clippers, and the Lakers. Spent a lot of time the first two hours talking about the Bengals beating the Steelers, and they win it comfortably. They win by 10. And it's a situation where you're going, okay, You can't say this is just a one-off. Plus, it's a standalone game. Whenever we have these Monday nights or Tuesday nights or you have a Thursday night, even Sunday night, the standalone game is where everybody reacts. Now, granted, if the Steelers had lost to the Bengals Sunday at 1 o'clock, 
this would still be one of the headline games. But that's a standalone game where now everybody watches and everybody has an opinion. What is wrong with the Steelers? Here's Mike Tomlin, the head coach, on his team's confidence level. Mike, what's your sense uh, regarding your team's confidence level, and uh, are you concerned it's getting a little fragile? Should we better not be confident after after a performance like that? Uh, I'm not concerned about our confidence. Uh, we just we got work to do. The Steelers had 40 total yards in the first half last night. They had more turnovers in the first half, three, than they did first downs. I can pin a lot of this on the defense losing some really good players, Devin Bush, Bud Dupree. Um, But this is on the offense. This is on Ben Roethlisberger. Those wide receivers, uh, no running attack. And they, they got pushed around. That's the most surprising part of this is it's just like when the Jets played the Rams. And you think this is one of those body swap movies where you go, Oh, I see. The Rams are playing. They're in Jets uniforms, and and that's not the case. I mean, the Jets were more physical with the Rams, and the Bengals were more physical with the Steelers last night. And the fact that you have Ryan Finley, who threw for less than 100 yards, what happens when you face Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Ryan Finley completed two passes in the second half, for 14 yards. And that team won by 10. This isn't just one loss. This is three in a row, and it goes back to even when they were winning games. I go back to that Ravens game where I'm going, why are you not up by four touchdowns here? So this is a bigger issue. And, You know, I'm looking at Pittsburgh. Do you get right against the Colts, where I think you're going to be an underdog, and then you have the Browns at the end of the year? And then you're going to go into the postseason. And you only got two teams in the postseason who are getting that first week off. The top seed in the NFC and the top seed in the AFC. Everybody else is playing. And usually that's where you need to hit the ground running. And the Steelers better get something right here really soon or they're going to be a quick exit team coming up. If you'd like to get in touch, you can dial us up. You can email. You can tweet. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our TV partner. They've been a wonderful partner. I hope you enjoyed being able to see the show on Peacock. You can download the app. You can watch for free. And, of course, our great radio lineup. Uh, We have more affiliates than any other sports show in America. We're up over uh, 300-plus. We've lost track. We've we've got that many. Uh, But we say thank you for uh, all your support this entire year. Are you going to stay with that poll question in the final hour, McLevin? No, let's switch it up. The, the question was, who is the least scary AFC playoff contender? Dolphins won, Steelers two, and very close. Uh, I have an NBA question for you. Okay. Who is most likely or more likely to win a title in the next two years, the Brooklyn Nets or the Golden State Warriors? Three years. Let's say three Well, years. yeah, you got to do three because then you're just saying it's next year when Clay Thompson comes back because they're not winning it this year. I, I guess I would go with Brooklyn because I, I'm not sure what Clay's going to be like when he comes back. You know, Steph Curry is over 30. Um, you know, is James Wiseman going to develop into a really good player? I, I don't know that. Feels like Brook, Brooklyn's not done adding to their roster. 
Uh, the Duttons are back. Yellowstone season three. Kevin Costner is the star streaming now exclusively on Peacock. Whether you're a newcomer to the ranch or a season pro, you don't want to miss the epic season. Oh, there's some great spoilers here, but I'm not going to do that. Cliffhanger there at the end. Uh, you can stream all three seasons now. The NBA kicks off tonight and a little added drama. It's Kevin Durant and the Nets against his former team, the Warriors. Kevin Durant had this to say about playing Golden State. Seeing Draymond in the summer, we, we ran into each other at a restaurant. It's good to see him and his family. You know, you know, talk to Steph a couple of times, and so it's it's good to see from from afar, see everybody's doing well, and realize that these bonds that we created uh, will never be broken, no matter what jerseys we put on. It's like when you see guys you won a championship with, you had long playoff runs with. Um, you know, you have a different connection. So um, I'm I'm very grateful for my time in uh, in the Bay Area. And, uh, I'll always be a warrior in my heart. That's where I would have followed up by saying, so in your heart, you're a warrior. Uh, what's that say about the Nets? And and where did the thunder fit in? You know, on your body, just let me know. Like, if, if the warriors are in your heart, then the Nets are in your head? I could get, help, me, help me understand this, uh, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> doesn't it feel like... Everybody's in his head. Yes, yeah, Seaton. <laughs> it's like that game of operation. Yeah. You know, where you can like yeah. <laughs> Where is Kevin? Where are the where are the Nets and Kevin Durant? Uh where's the Thunder? Who knows? Uh, I didn't know that he left his heart in San Francisco, but uh, apparently he did. Um, you know, we we tend to look at these things and then we want to make this a bigger thing where we go, uh, what about Durant's legacy? Much like LeBron, he's going to be judged how many titles he wins. And fair or not, the perception that he walked onto a championship team in Golden State, and if he can win in Brooklyn, it'll be a different story, but they're trying to create a super team there. If they would get James Harden, I don't know if the skeptics, those who cover the NBA, are going to be that lenient with Kevin Durant, say, yeah, but he had to build another super team to win. Kevin Durant is a great player. Um, is he a top 10 player of all time? Not yet, but I think he'll end up there. And I always go back to, if I put somebody in, like we love to put 18 guys in the top 10 all time. And I go, you got to take somebody out. You know, that's how it works. They go in and then who you take it out. And who is that person going to be? Probably Carl Malone comes out. You know, you're going to have Michael... LeBron, Kareem, Magic, Larry, 